So it is that time. What time? To give another extra shot of leadership. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) You're freaking me out over there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. I'm ready to have a good conversation. But before we do anything and jumping in, I I know you just got back. You just got back from a little bit of AK. I did. I did. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah, I think I would. I would hate to have to say uh, I went on vacation. That was not awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's always the worst. You're like, well, (laughs) wasn't so great. Yeah, I spent seven days wasting my time. No, I. uh, It was a great time. I spent time with women, some women that I know, and some that I got to get to know, and that was really cool. And I am energized. I've had some sun. Do you see my suntan? I do. So total girls trip. Total girls trip. It's good for the soul. It is just good. There is something about it. And even my husband knows it. When I go off with a group of women, when I come back, I am just, I'm just changed. You're radiating. (laughs) (laughs) All the positivity is just flowing. That's it. That's it. I mean, because you just have some really good belly laughs that you're not expecting. And it's just, I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. So I want to know, because right now, I think a lot of people are struggling. They're on the verge of, there's this tone, this conversation happening about burnout. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, hey, did you plan your vacation because you were getting ready to burn out? What was your timing on your vacay? Because things are just now starting to open up and you were like, I am striking it now. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Well, we had vacays that were planned for, you know, throughout 2020 and even in the beginning of 2021 that just never got to happen. And so there was a window of opportunity, I think, at the end of 2020. And some ladies reached out and said, hey, we're going to get go do this. Would you like to go do this with us? And it was a whitewater rafting trip. And, you know, and you're in that mode, like anything, I'll take anything. And we think it might be open enough. And so it was just an opportunity for me was laid out there. However, I know that if I don't take some breaks, some decent breaks along the way in a year, I would be burning out. Oh, man, I think I want to talk a little bit more about this because I think Mm -hmm. I might, might have seen you burned out. Oh, yeah. It has happened. I've had some little mini burnouts that mini. are <laughs> mini burnouts, but I had a, I had a big one last year. You had a full I hit on the wall. burnout. All right. The what wall. does that look like for you? I want to know. Man, it is, it's a painful moment where I really do love what I do. I love my job. I enjoy the people I work with and I enjoy the work that we do. And, and even the company that I work for, But there just came a time where there was a day and I just remember, I was like, I cannot do this another day. I can't do it. I can't go any further. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It doesn't bring me joy. Everything I see is negative. Everything I hear is negative. I may be getting feedback, but the only thing I hear in the feedback is all the bad stuff. This is not working. (laughs) You're not doing this or this or this. What a terrible boss. Yeah. And I know. Well, and even for me as the leader, I'm thinking like when my people are sending me things and documents to review, all I can focus on is what's wrong and what's bad. And so you're really just in a mode or in a place where what used to bring you joy is not bringing you joy. And you just don't know how to dig yourself out of it. And yeah, the only you can't thing see you can, anything yeah, other than that. You can't say anything other than the wall. And you're just thinking, I just got to get out of here. That's the only thing that's going to fix this is I got to get out of here. So I do have a song in my head. And it makes me think about that song. You know, I I like music. Yeah. But it makes me think about that song, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. You know that song? (laughs) 
that's it. The love is gone. The love has left the building and my body. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure, I mean, we laugh now, right? But I'm sure during that time, there was some serious reflection. So you're not talking, I'm just burning the candle on both ends and I'm exhausted. Yeah. You're talking full on, I have hit a wall. I got cinder blocks on my feet. I am not wanting to engage or just participate in this whole thing. Yeah. And it's not that I just don't want to participate right now. I can't even foresee me participating in the future. I cannot see it getting any better because it is so bad. Were there warning signs? That's really the curious question that I have about this. It's like, did you see this coming on? Did you, in hindsight, right? Because obviously you may not have seen it coming on at that time. But in hindsight, you look back, were there things that were happening that you were like, oh, I should have, oh, maybe I should have, oh, what was that? Yeah, there was definitely warning signs that after you do some reflection, you start to see. And the things that I saw were that, There were things I really wanted in my life. There were the values, the things that I value, and I just kept giving them up and giving them up and giving them up. And, you know, and you give up one, you give up two, you give up three, but you're really letting those things go for about 10 years. Mm. It just, there's just something about, like, spending time with my husband, spending time with my family, spending time with my friends. I was giving them all of the leftovers and giving me the leftovers. And so I started to see how I was doing that and where I was doing that and when I was doing that. It became really apparent on the back end versus I wasn't seeing it when I was in the moment. Like, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a weekend thing. It's a party. It's not a big deal. So things like that. And that was because your job was primarily a lot of travel. You were mm-hmm. on the road a lot, packing your bags, leaving Sunday to Sunday to Friday, Sunday to Thursday, long weeks. That's it. And, you know, and I could justify it by like, I'm just tired, right? I've been traveling, so I'm not going to go to that because I'm tired. But mm-hmm. When you start to put the big picture together, it's just that I continued to say yes, 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 yes to everything that seemed to be kind of in the work mode. And I was saying no, 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 no to those things that I really valued. That makes me think a little bit about balance. And are you all in on work and career? Is work the center versus is there some level of balance between family and friends and and whatever your personal hobbies might be? Did you come to that conclusion at all? Was it that you felt too married or too connected to your work? Well, yes. And, you know, there's a a time in your work career where that makes sense, I think, to some people. And it was making perfect sense to me. For the last 10 years, it was not a problem or a big deal. But then there's that thing where you hit that birthday. There's a specific birthday that's kind of like right in the middle, that 50. And something just changes in your brain and you start to think about the next 50 years and your thought process starts to change a little bit of, is this really the way I want to live the rest of my life? Or if I didn't have that much longer to live, what would I want it to look like? And you start doing this evaluation and things that you have let go that were not so important really start to rise to the surface. Friends, family, Mm relationships and even your own health and your own just well-being that you just can, you can put that off when you're in your 30s and your 40s, but there comes a time in life where you've got to stop and reflect, or at least I did. And I, I well, from what I hear, happens to a lot of people. I'm hearing this burnout, I'm headed for it, <laughs> basically is what I'm hearing. <laughs> 
And you may not hit the burnout. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever hit it. Have you ever hit a burnout? I can't say I've ever gotten to the place where I'm like, I'm done. I can't give anymore, mm-hmm. right? I'm trying to understand your perspective as I listen to you. No, that level of burnout. Have I been to exhaustion? Sure. Have I been spent? Yes. Do I see the effects on my family and my colleagues at work because I'm now more irritable or more moody and I'm just done with it? Certainly. But not seeing me kind of keep going or not seeing me keep going in the future, like that whole piece when you said, I was like, I can't see myself moving forward in the future. I have not experienced that. Mm -hmm. Now, in a couple more years, maybe it's a different story. <laughs> well, and it's, I don't think it happens to everyone. I think there are some people that are better at managing that, you know, that work-life balance than others, or they know that it's a possibility. They've seen it happen to someone in their life. And so they do things to avoid getting in that situation where I didn't, I was just full on right down the train track, just a hundred miles an hour. And just, it really kind of caught me off guard. Well, you know, what I've seen with you is the level of commitment, the level of give, of of loyalty to the organization that you have worked for is extremely high. This incredible passion for your work, which on one side is highly, highly admirable, right? I I look at that, I'm like, wow, look at all the give. And then on the other side, there is this question of, do I have to give that much? Or can I give a little bit different? So I, I can see the alignment with who you are, what you do, and the passion for it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can totally see that. Yeah, because those things actually make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> the high drive and the all in and the, you know, we're shooting for a, this 100% mark and we're now we're knocking it out 110. I love that. Yeah. Strive for it made me happy. But there comes a point where you're like, does anybody even notice anything past 80%? Mm. <laughs> I notice it. I feel it. I see it. I think it's amazing. But the other eye just doesn't really see that. And so you really got to wonder, why am I doing this? Mm. All this extra effort. So you had a few warning signs mm-hmm. and you went through this process. For me, the question is, what was the recovery period? There had to have been some sort of recovery period. And I have a little bit of remembering the history and I think about where we are today and what you're doing today and just what it could have looked like, right? It it could have been very different than what is happening now. So I'm just curious about what was that recovery process? And it sounds like, you know, a weird choice of words when I say recovery, but really that's that's what it is to me. I, I, it's like you you fail and you recover. Yeah. What did you do? Well, I got lucky, I will say, because of the timing when it happened, right? It happened right before COVID hit. And so COVID allowed me to slow down. And so some others may not do that, right? But that COVID just allowed me an opportunity to really slow down, reflect, take a deep breath and think, And for me, my recovery, part of it, the very first thing was talking it out, right? Talking it out with someone else when I didn't even want to talk it out, but they were were insisting on the conversation. And so, and they were offering suggestions. I was like, nope, 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 that's not going to help. That's not going to work. And so I do think that them even offering the suggestions when COVID hit, it gave me time to reflect on those conversations. So that was one. And then I think the next thing was just trying to figure out why am I here? And how did I get here? Why is this happening? And 
what did I contribute to it? What are the things that I'm doing to exacerbate whatever this feeling is? And then the next thing was just, what can I do differently? What can I control? Mm. Right? So if it's those values and those things that I'm not getting to and I'm not spending time on, well, how am I going to spend time on those things? And so there are things that are definitely outside of your control and there are things that are within your control. So I focused on what I could control. I knew I wasn't getting fulfilled in my personal life. There was something missing. And it took me a while to figure out what that was. And it was like, I feel like I'm giving, making progress, knocking things out, creating things for someone else, but I'm not using those things that matter to me on my side, on my personal side, because I still like to create on my personal side. And that's kind of where this podcast came from. That thought of, maybe I could do something outside of work. Maybe I could have a side gig. And so spending time building and creating this podcast right here is what got my mind off of all the negativity and off of everything that's wrong over there and started adding value to my personal life. Just that's just, I'm just so thankful for this time of being able to create this and and give me some self-satisfaction outside of work. You really changed your focus. Absolutely. And maybe it's not a full-on change, right? You didn't completely change your focus, but balanced your focus and you gave yourself a little bit of room to do your own thing. Yeah, because, you know, you think about that giving 110 or 120% over here at work where nobody's even noticing what that looks like. You're burning it out over there. And so it's pulling back a little bit. You're still giving a great amount of effort. You're still engaged and you're still enjoying what you do over here on the work side. But it's pulling back that 10, 20, 30% that nobody's going to notice. And then you go and apply that in your personal life. And that's what I've done. I love that. Like that for me, it connects in my brain. When I listen to you say that, I'm going to still give my all at work. That's yes. not going to change. But there were just these extras that I was doing that it was for me, but it really didn't get noticed. Didn't Nobody cared. It Nobody's really asking a, for it. Exactly. It didn't make a difference. <laughs> So I could take that extra and do that in my personal life. I could spend more time building out things for a podcast or generating relationships on a social network. I love the way that you just said that. I think that is like, woohoo, I love it. Yeah, and I don't even have to create something on the personal side. So if you think about it like this, there were times when I'm flying out on a Sunday afternoon so that I can be in someone else's office eight o'clock the next morning, right? And they're not asking me to be there at eight. They're okay if we met at 10. So stay home that Sunday evening, spend time with my husband or spend time with my girlfriends and take the early bird out on Monday or whatever, and I'll get there in just enough time, and everything's cool, and I didn't miss out on what's valuable to me. Trying to balance them both. Mm -hmm. And really, spending the time, that was your other kind of tip that I heard here on recovery, was spending the time getting very clear on what mattered to you, mm -hmm. where you wanted to spend your time, who you wanted to spend your time with, and getting real clear and then carving out the time to do that. Absolutely. What adds value to your life outside of work? And I had to take some time to think about what was that because I had let it go for so long. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what makes me happy outside of work. You know, when I think about that, because I, I can relate to that completely. I think I'm one of those who, the way I was raised, it's work is important. 
you work in a stable company, you clock in, you clock out, you focus, you pay your dues, but you do all of those things in order to provide for your family, right? Mm -hmm. Provide a happy life. And that's all you should do. It's work, work, work. Do as best as you can, focus in. And I do see a little bit of a transition even in my own life to say, is it just that? And for me, that transition started, gosh, I'm going to say probably five years ago. And it was, I've said this on a previous episode, but it was my boss who said to me, is that all you talk about? You know, it's a a (laughs) social occasion. It's like, stop just talking about work. Work, 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 work. And I had to sit back and say, why is that all that I talk about? Is that really all I'm about? And I think at that time it was. Mm -hmm. And I love your point earlier to say, well, stages of life, right? There's different stages of life. And earlier in your career, you might be all in on work because you have certain goals. And then it starts to change. I feel also lucky that I have people in my life who kind of say, whoa, hello, (laughs) think about other things. It just doesn't have to be about your career and growing and learning. And if it is, that's fine too. The other thing you said that I think is real important here is what makes you happy? getting real clear about what makes you happy, dialing that in and saying, I've identified that this is my value, this is what makes me happy, and this is where I'm going to spend time. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, I go back to you're saying, well, I've, I've really never experienced that. There's times where I get exhausted or there's times where I get tired. And so it's like you see those times. And so it's almost like you're already, you're aware of that and you're doing something to compensate that so you don't hit the big wall. So what are some things you do when you see yourself getting tired or exhausted or kind of that little feeling of, ah, man, this is a lot? There's two things that I think about fairly often. And number one, you're going to be like, what is my sleep? That is where (laughs) it starts for me. If I am tired, if I'm exhausted, I'm not clear-headed. I'm not firing on all cylinders. I'm not sharp. And sleep for me is where it starts. That's where it's at. I think about, I don't necessarily plan for how many hours, but I am going to have a good night's sleep 90% of the time. Uh If I'm not, it's because I'm sick or my kids are sick. Maybe my husband is sick. Yeah. But I'm all in on the sleep and I'm eight or more hours, girl. What? No joke. Whoa. I'm in eight or more and I know when I get that, I'm sharp, I'm focused, I'm engaged, I'm all in, I'm present, I'm all of those things that I need Ah, to be. Okay. And if I'm at six hours, oh man, I'm struggling. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to look into that because I don't think that eight hours (laughs) happened, eight, eight and a half. What about you taking naps too? Uh, Every once in a while, I'll take a nap, but rarely. That's more of a rare occasion. It's more of night to, yeah, it's my nighttime routine and I got to sleep. So that definitely keeps me going, keeps me focused, keeps me from that exhaustion of things. The second thing I do is I'm looking for a good cadence of when to step away. When do I walk away and take a vacation? It's a day, it's a week, whatever it is. But something to get me to, it's almost a little bit of a shakeup in my routine. I need to re-energize. And when I shake up my routine, I shake up what I'm seeing, who I'm with, where I'm at, what I'm eating, all of those things. It creates this noise for me. And it's a good noise, right? It's like, ah, something else to look at. Uh Something fresh, something new. So it doesn't see old and mundane. Everything's the same. And then I'll do it long enough that I'm like, 
yep, ready to get back to work. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do love my job and I do love my routine. But that love for my routine isn't this unending love. There comes a point at which I got to rekindle that. And that's how I do it, is I just take a step away and I break I break away. And luckily, I will say, when I do break away, my team is very, very thoughtful around my time off. Even though I can check email, even though I can connect and I'm happy to, they will wait to reach out to me during those times because they just want me to get a break away, which I, you know, I very much appreciate. Sure. Like emergencies um, only. And even right. that, we want to try to do this on our own without you. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so those are really the two things here is is around rest and shaking up my routine. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's something else that you do that I've watched you do that it's taken me a while to figure it out. And it's, you know, if we go back to the vacation is... I would typically just wait and wait and wait for the perfect opportunity to take a vacation or to schedule a vacation. And that has caused some of the mini burnouts for me because I'll wait till September, October to be taking vacation. And I see you, you're always scheduling something in that, you know, March, April timeframe. And it's taken me years and years and years of watching to go, oh, Maybe I need to schedule my vacation a little earlier in the year. I did do that. I remember early on in my career, I would hold on to my vacation and I would wait until the fall. There's birthdays, there's fun activities in the fall, there's, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of our our holidays here in the U.S. And I remember one year, I just couldn't even wait to get to October and it was dragging on and I was becoming irritable and I was becoming anxious and moody and all of those terrible things that a leader should do. And I remember telling myself after that Christmas, I will never do this again. I will always start early in the year. I will get something knocked out springtime and then something in summer and then something in fall. And so it really is for me, that's what works, right? The most important thing is finding out what works for you and then applying it, trying it, seeing if, yeah, this is it. This is my jam. I'm going to do it quarterly. <laughs> and if not, switch it up. Switch because it up. I was in that mode of, I like to save it all to the end because I like to have a big break at Christmas. But man, when you get to Christmas and you're too exhausted to enjoy it, so yeah. just try breaking it up. And that's working for me now. So I just wish you would have told me a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what in your mind, we've talked about burnout. We've talked a little bit about your experience and kind of ways that we avoided how you recovered. When you think about a leader, we've got leaders listening. What is it that they should be thinking about right now? What is it top of mind for you? Well, just something comes to mind because it's it's happened recently. And so I remember back when I started reporting into the corporate office and there was, I mean, I was really trying to prove myself like I'm a hard worker and I can do it all. And I am emailing 10 p.m., 11 p.m. and 7.30 a.m. I'm emailing and someone were you just me. scheduling that in Outlook through the rules thing? No, you were like, I was fire for this real, off. like for real, cranking <laughs> it out. And someone said to me, "I'm afraid you're going to burn out." I'm like, I'm not going to burn out. I'm good, you know. And so I've seen someone recently that is modeling that behavior, 
And go get her. They're like, I'm ready to light the world on fire. Yes. And so I think one of the things as a leader is being aware of your team and what is it that they're doing. And yes, they may be in that I work hard mode, but just having some conversations with them about, let me tell you what I'm expecting and what you're doing on top of that, that I'm not expecting. And I'm afraid if you continue at this pace or at this level, you may be headed for burnout. I've been there. Here's what it looked like and here's what it felt like. And so I think one is being aware of the team and what you might be seeing in them. The second one is if you're headed for burnout, if you feel it coming, if you see any of those signs, just being very mindful of that because you can get real, real negative. And I know that I was probably very negative in that time. And no one ever said anything, but I'm sure that they were like, dang, Is there anything about this document that's good? Or is there anything about this training class that's good? Because I was so focused on the negative things at that time. Those are two excellent ideas for leaders to reflect on. One more thing I'd like to add to this conversation is for those leaders who may be transitioning from the work from home office to the working in the office, I think there's likely some significant burnout going on with the whole video conferencing. Absolutely. And being over it. How would you recommend a leader to take that on? Are there any thoughts that you have for, hey, leaders, be thoughtful around this. This transition, number one, is likely going to drive some anxiety. You know, you've got employees who are really comfortable with working at home. Now they're transitioning to the office there may be some heightened sensitivity and anxiety with, yikes, what is that going to look like with COVID? Are we really meeting in conference rooms? I think I might prefer my Zoom or maybe, you know what, I'm just spent. There's just, this to me is a complex issue leaders should really think about and plan for as they resume, quote unquote, back in the office. And it may not be 100%, But there's going to be some resuming back into the office. Any thoughts? Well, I think, one, it depends on what the company is and what the company is asking, you know, their leaders to convey down to their employees and how they're asking them to operate. But I kind of loved the way we did it. And it was a slow roll back. It wasn't like everybody in on this day, everybody back in conference rooms in, everybody back to business as usual. It's not business as usual. And so we slow rolled it in and then we would introduce something else. And then we may try having a meeting in a conference room very spread out, which we still do. Mm -hmm. And that I think allowed people to adopt like one change at a time. And we did the kind of the drip, drip, drip effect, if you will, in, okay, now we've been doing this for a couple of months. Maybe we can try a a training class in person with 10 people in the room versus 20 people in the room and things like that. So I would say if you can, slow roll it a little bit. It's fantastic. I hear employ some patience, Mm -hmm. right? Find your patience and customize it. Mm -hmm. Really think about what each of your employees are needing at this time. Really going back to your comments about looking across your team and identifying who's approaching burnout and trying to head that off, have that conversation, provide some tips, some tools, things for those employees to rebalance out their schedules or this change they're going to be going through. 
Yeah. And just communicate, communicate, communicate. What are we doing? What are we going to try next? And if it doesn't work, it's okay. We'll back up a little bit. Even the Zoom meetings. I mean, we, we're we all back in the office and we still have our Zoom meetings. So just kind of shake it up a little bit in variety. But whatever you do, communicate what you are doing, why you are doing it. And be open. Keep that open door policy where people can come and talk to you about, this is making me nervous. This isn't working for me. I think that was another big help that we had. Well, I know we didn't have this plan to talk about burnout, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. It has been just fun to reflect even on my own kind of approach to managing my balance and work life and all of that that goes on for each one of us. Those that are listening to this conversation, hey <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us and listening to this episode. We hope that it has been helpful, right? We hope that we've provided you with some ideas, some tips, some tools for you to take away and apply to your leadership and to your team. That's right. And don't forget to share this podcast. Share it with those in your leadership circle. Don't forget to subscribe. That'll put us in your feed every week. Then come back again for an extra shot of leadership. You've lost that love and feeling. I was expecting you to sing that. Oh, that love and Man, you feeling. took me way back. You took me back to you that, that the way that felt. And boy, that.